Joey, Phoebe, Chandler, Monica, Ross, Rachel, to us that are phenomena. Here is our confession. Friends and obsession that never passed. So we made a podcast. I'm Adele. I'm Zoe. And this is Friends, Friends from A to Z. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Friends from A to Z. Hello. 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 That's such a hello turn. And you are in a swivel chair as well. You could have swiveled your chair. <laughs> like could. Joey swivels his chair and goes, hello, to Eddie. Yes. Which, for those of you who've listened to the episode where that scene takes place, will know that is how Zoe and I discovered our shared love of friends. Because I one day just went, hello. And she said, that's how Joey says hello to Eddie when he's ah, out of the flat. It takes a certain level of... Uh, friends fandom to pick on that doesn't it from one word it sure does and just as well I did because now here we are yeah and we've got a busy show today Zoe right <laughs> busy show indeed so this is we are so near the end of season four um and we are going to just do a a little mention about the one with the invitation and then we are going to mostly talk about the one with the worst best man ever because friends fans as you all know the one with the invitation has very little going on in it doesn't it it's all i think like it's really probably only about three minutes of new content and it's all recaps of then ross and rachel and all the flashbacks to their not flashbacks in an exciting way flashbacks in um, rehashed content from other episodes literally a rehashback a rehashback Oh, oh! I really like that. You invented a word there. I like that a lot. <laughs> this is the one with the rehashed back. <laughs> That's so good. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, good. So, um, we're going to talk about what we like and what we don't like and what looks strange all these years on and what looks maybe innovative uh, in 2020 vision. We're actually running out of the year 2020. We can't make that joke for much longer True. but our friends through a lens through the lens of the modern day um but first we shall epidemic please the invitation so we just want a really snazzy reminder of what went on in the one with the invitation uh please limerick version of the episode please adele okay a wedding quandary makes memories stir as Ross and Rachel think about how they were. When Rachel thinks it all through, she knows she can't be there to see her lobster marry a girl that's not her. Oh, her lobster, you have a lobster in there. Oh my goodness me. Oh, and, and that's it. So the epic, that absolutely massively captures like, the, 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 the whole feeling of the episode because it's Rachel thinking it through she knows she can't be there to see her lobster, marry a girl. That's not her. Oh, and it does make the memories stir because the whole episode is thought of those memories. And I think oh. the very last one before she makes the decision, because it keeps going like into the past and then back to the present as she's like musing over the invitation, doesn't it? The very last one is the one with the prom video yeah oh clever so it's like so that moment that lobster moment that pushes her over the edge that's what does it she's like i can't watch him get married because he's my lobster oh, 
you know what? That line is good enough that it should have gone into the episode. He's like, I can't see my lobster marry a girl that's not me. Very, very, very good. There you go. Watch that episode. It is all in there. (laughs) In that epidemic. Um, So should we do an epidemic for... Yeah, let's do them both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Because the imitation, yeah, not much goes on, but the one with the worst best man ever is totally new stuff. Um, so can you remind us what goes on in this worst best man ever, please, in your usual snazzy way? <laughs> yes. The girls try to find Phoebe some zen, as she faces being a non-mum again. After a ring crisis or two, when teamwork pulls them through, there's no best man, there are only best men. Oh my God, that's good. <laughs> there's no best man there are only best men because he chooses oh, them both oh that's the whole thing is it going to be this one is it going to be this one and then it's like oh no it's both of them very very good and they are trying to, do you know what it's just so natural these epidemics are just so natural aren't they they're just such um they're such a an easy way of like the rhymes aren't clumsy because I was like yeah the girls do try to find Phoebe some zen and she is facing being a non-mum again and there's no best man there's only best men it all rhymes and it's all poetic in itself and that phrase being a non-mum again it it took me ages because the whole tricky thing about that storyline is that Phoebe's pregnant but she's not going to be a mum yeah I couldn't quite get my head around how to there's no word for that like there's no yeah so the thing usually is it you know vast majority of cases you are pregnant and then you become a mum yeah but yeah she's gonna go back to being a non-mum which is not really a phrase no it's not really a thing exactly yeah Yeah. very deep and meaningful wow so i think we're gonna have have a little chat about the invitation maybe there was a couple of little things i noticed in there that i wanted to talk about but the majority of this next conversation is going to be about episode 22 the one with the worst best man ever okay so let's recap the invitation um not much to say except for this from imdb as ross and emily send out wedding invitations Kenya and Rachel each look back on their relationship together while Joey and Chandler look for a purpose in life. I think that's overplaying it a bit that they look for a purpose in life. <laughs> what? Tiny little conversation about how they want to do something, but uh, that makes it sound absolutely huge. Yeah. Purpose You're going to be disappointed if you tune in hoping for that. Yeah. Next success. Rachel and the engaged Ross reminisce separately about when they did when they dated each other. The friends get invitations to Ross's wedding. The friends. <laughs> yeah, and that sounds really, like, inconsequential, doesn't it? It's like two separate things. Ross and Rachel reminisce about when they dated each other. Oh, and, like, the whole point is that Ross is trying to decide does he invite her or not, and she's trying to decide does she go or not. Yeah, that's a very poor recap, considering really not much happens in the episode. Yeah. So recaps it so poorly. Not good. Um, yes, so that's all there is to say about the invitation, recap-wise. What about the worst best man? So, the worst best man, uh, at episode 22, IMDb says, at first, Ross chooses Joey to be his best man. 
Not true. Yeah, I'm like, hang on a minute. But after a mishap at his bachelor party, he decides he wants both Joey and Chandler as his best men. Phoebe's mood swings make Monica and Rachel nervous. What the actual what? (laughs) What the what? (laughs) Number one, Ross does not choose Joey to be his best man first. And number two, spoiler alert, that happens in the last minute of the episode. It's like, that's the whole nice arc that ends with the nice reveal of you'll have both. And it's not a mishap at the bachelor party. It's because... I mean, I know I'm being slightly pedantic, but it's not. At, yeah. It's nothing at the bachelor yeah. party, is it? They could have not had that bachelor party and the ring still would have gone missing. Yeah. It's one of the worst recaps ever. Terrible. Right, Netflix. After Joey almost loses Ross's wedding ring, Ross asks both Joey and Chandler to serve as his <laughs> <laughs> baby shower for Phoebe. Oh, no, no, no. That's terrible. My epidemic smiles better. <laughs> so much better. Uh, you're the worst worst writer in the world uh, what I would say to the person who wrote the Netflix uh, and you would be right because Joey almost loses Ross's wedding it's very hard to say loses Ross's wedding ring like ugh yeah 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 I'm with you I'm with you okay so So this invitation one we should have not even bothered we should have just had the epidemic (laughs) yeah we should this one with the invitation, I, well, I mean, we're not going to spend very long on it and we haven't obviously done a dedicated episode to it, but I wonder if you do have a few little things that you noticed after watching it again. The, the first thing I thought I would contextualise it with is, is the scores. Um, uh, because yeah. I, don't, I don't think I'm wrong in saying, because I looked at this, even before we started doing this podcast, I looked at this ages and ages ago. It is the lowest scoring episode of all 10 seasons, the one with the wow. invitation. It does not deserve its own podcast from us. It? <laughs> and it's not getting it. Let's be firm. No. So it scores 7.2 out of 10 on average, which obviously puts it in 24th for this particular season, but it is the lowest one of all 10 seasons. What do you, how do you feel about that? Are you fully in agreement that it's, you know, miles and miles below the rest? Or do you feel differently about this episode to the general public? Mm, it's not that it's a bad episode i think it's just that you're just wanting new i remember when it came out at the time when i was watching friends every single week and for the new episode i remember it coming on i'm like oh no it's all just recaps it's all just stuff we've seen a hundred times so that's the disappointing bit isn't it but if you were if you've never watched friends before it's a great episode because it <laughs> tells you the whole ross and rachel relationship all the best bits of it in one neat package previously on friends <laughs> exactly exactly yeah yeah I came to the same conclusion I think in the days when you got one of these a week and you're really looking forward to it that's absolutely gutting you turn up you know you sit down in anticipation and you get a load of rehashbacks but in a Netflix world when that doesn't matter I actually really like this episode I, I I like how I think it's realistic, the deliberation. I like they make it a deliberation on two halves. So one is, yeah. does Ross invite her or not? And then the other is, does she accept or not? And that you get their story. I don't think we've ever seen it themed in that way, like kind of from Ross's perspective and then Rachel's perspective. So yeah. I, I think it adds fresh things to the, t- the retelling of that story. So I really like it. But yeah, if you sat down and it was all you had from friends for an entire week, you'd be, think it was a swizz. Which is what happened to me in 1998. Yeah. 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 Um, 
few little things about this. Uh-huh. I thought <laughs> I think it's quite Emily sort of doesn't paint herself in a very good light here, I don't think, at the very beginning. She's so passive aggressive in her yeah. she, she says, doesn't she? Clearly it's her that has a problem with Rachel being there, but she's like, yeah. Oh, I just thought it might be weird for you having an ex I wouldn't have an ex lover at my wedding and I don't think it does her any favors because she's not being compassionate she's just saying I don't want Rachel at the wedding but she puts it all on Ross she puts all of that guilt and sort of mystery on him and just leaves him yeah. she literally just walks away she goes oh and does, and does she say something as well like oh come on like I love Rachel of course I do but really oh, she, I wish I'd written down what she says because it's one of those lines that's really I think she says I love Rachel to bits or something she oh says. god yeah oh. <laughs> when you just said the word lover there and made a face it reminded me you look very much like Liz Lemon who when she says lover she goes she goes lover she's like <laughs> she's like that word really bums me out it's not between the words meat and pizza <laughs> <laughs> oh very good um what what are your thoughts on this one then uh, yeah that Emily was annoying was my main thought on this. Um, do you know what? It actually triggered me to go and look at Helen Baxendale uh, and some interviews of her at the time. Yeah. And she just says, the main thing she's saying at the time is like, what, you know, she did this friend thing and she's like, I just couldn't deal with the fame. That's what she's like. I just realised I really don't want to be that famous. Wow. Which is one of the reasons why she sort of steps away from it. She said, I could have done more. And also they wanted her to come back like in season eight or nine and do a kind of re-thing of uh, an Emily storyline again. And she's like, I just didn't want to go back because it's those those cars, they cannot walk down the road. And she goes, and it happened to me for a bit. When I started being in it, she's like, it was just awful. Um, so yeah, her being in this uh trigger that what are you thinking i'm just thinking when you said there about her making another appearance she does doesn't she not on screen but she leaves ross a voicemail message telling him she's getting married and she says i don't know if you know am i doing the right thing when monica and rachel hear it when they're at his apartment and then they delete the message uh right yeah so i wonder whether the plan was that she would actually feature in the show at that point I see. Yeah. Well, she also gets pregnant, which means she cuts this whole storyline short herself. Oh, true. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I think later on. And then also, they were like, what are your memories and stuff? She said, she says she had two. She said everybody was polite, but only two were actually warm to her of the six. Ooh. Who do you think those two are? The two cast members. She's like, everybody was polite, but. You know, it was a bit sort of, a bit cliquey, a bit kind of... Does she say who it is? Old. Yeah. Oh, she does. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I've got so many things going on in my head because I feel like I'm having a very gendered response to this. My initial thought is that it was probably... I think David Schwimmer would have been warm to her and I think probably like Matt LeBlanc or someone like that would have been really warm but I would like to think it was some of the girls that got one right there Matt LeBlanc was is one of the ones she says warm and Matthew Perry no Lisa Kudrow yeah you can imagine Jen and Courtney being a bit like 
it. Well, I don't want to imagine them being like I that. Know, I know. Maybe because Lisa was pregnant at the time. Maybe she was like, maybe because she was always sitting down. She couldn't escape her. She was. <laughs> And maybe, you know, I don't know, when you enter a group like that, I mean, how, that is her, well, that's what it felt like to her, doesn't it? Like, you don't know how awkward they were feeling or, you know, you don't know any of those things, do you? I'm I'm not going to assume that they were just not very nice people. I'm going to assume that the dynamic that existed was a hard one to... Yeah, and maybe she just had better chemistry with some than others. Yeah. Maybe maybe that was that. But yeah, I just thought it was very interesting. So just seeing her in this episode again, because I think she's not actually in the worst best man at all, is she? Um, So uh, yeah, uh, I thought, what's your story, Helen? Yes, that was good research. Thank you for doing that. Research there. Um, And the other thing is they start talking about Die Hard, quite weird that bruce willis is then going to be in the show in a few seasons time like very true and, and that they don't recognize him that is weird exactly exactly yeah yeah, yeah. um what you just mentioned lisa kudrow there just something tiny i noticed about phoebe when they all receive the invitations and they so they open up the main envelope which has the address on the front and then inside there is a second envelope which contains all the different bits and bobs like the actual invitation and a bit of tissue paper and all that stuff at one point, Phoebe is holding hers in her hand quite visibly and she's talking to, I think, um, maybe Chandler. On the front of the envelope, it says, Phoebe and David. What? I rewound it. And anyone who's listening, if you want to go and see if it's my eyesight or you agree. So the, the, uh, the outer envelope definitely says Miss Phoebe Buffet and it's got her address on it. But the inner envelope, at one point, she's holding that while she's talking and it says Phoebe and David on it. That is thinking, so weird. What have they cut out? Like, what was meant to happen elsewhere that meant he would be at the... Why would he be invited to that wedding? Like, I just, I don't, I don't know. Oh. Maybe you could have a look yourself and see what you think. Oh, very interesting. Wow, that is really, really quite a, a spot. Mm. I should go and have a look at that. There's one other thing, and we, we owe a thank you to somebody who listens to this podcast who sent a message to us on Facebook. And get ready, hold on to your hat, Zoe, because you're about to learn something completely new. Oh. I think. So this, the reason I can talk about it here is because one of the rehashback scenes, uh-huh. which is from the one with the prom video, you remember when there's the bit where we first see Ross as a teenager. And the, Jack kind of turns around with the camera and Ross is like leaning against the sort of shelf or something. Yeah. And what does Joey say when they cut back to the present day? Joey says, Well, hello, Mr. Cutter. Something. Yeah, so, yeah, so mm-hmm. we don't know what he actually says, do we? And actually, I mm-hmm. thought he said, hello, Mr. Cartel. I thought it was like right. a reference to, like, what 1970s kind of big drug cartel guys look like. Yeah, I thought it was, like, couture, like, as in couture fashion. Yeah, it is neither of those two things. It is... Also wrong. <laughs> yeah, it is, hello, Mr. Cotter, K-O-T-T-E-R. And somebody got in touch with us through Facebook and said, I've listened to that episode, and I realise you two, because we're British, we don't know this TV show, Mr. Cotter. So I googled it and check out the picture. I'm just going to show Zoe a picture of Mr. Cotter. (laughs) Now that joke is funny. I know. In my God, what, 20 years? 
that joke, more than 20 years, that joke is actually super funny because it really looks like him. I know, how funny is that? So there we go, our British kind of cultural ignorance. So I'm not going to say the name of the person because they just messaged us and then didn't tweet us on Twitter. But thank you, you know who you are. Thank you for sending us that message because um, we have learned something new. So I love it. I just love that we can all these years later get new jokes out of this. I know, so good. It's so good. So that's kind of it, isn't it? I mean, there is a little Chandler Joey thing, but it's not very funny. It did sort of, I had a bit of a friend who a lens that they talked about watching DVDs of going around museums and that you could do that when you were in London, uh, hire a video or whatever and watch it. Uh, and actually here we are, 2020, we're in lockdown in a pandemic and museums allowed you to view them on the internet. So you could go and you could look around a museum virtually, uh, which they were doing that. 20 years hence before uh, we needed to do it so i thought that was quite a nice little parallel crazy crazy times that's it and rachel unbelievably thinks i can't do it i can't do it what would you do i think i think i would do the same as rachel i don't think i could i mean it's interesting you ask that because it sort of depends on the reason rachel's choosing not to go so why do you think in the end she decides, no, I can't go. Uh, I think because she's like, it's Ross. Um, so that means, does she actually tell us the reason she can't go? She says well, to Monica. She just kind of said, it's Ross. Yeah, that's what she says to Monica. Yeah, yeah. I thought, first glance, I thought she's saying, you know, it's our history together. You know, you just, I just can't. It's too much to kind of watch him get married. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was really interesting that the final clip is the prom video clip where yeah. they show a bit of it earlier, don't they? And then it's the bit where she gets up and kisses him. And you remember when we talked about that, and it's one of my favourite discussions we've ever had, because we said what's so kind of heart-stoppingly brilliant about that is that he has never told anyone. He's never even told Monica that that's what he did. He's kept it a secret for all like 10, 15 years or something. And that shows his deep willingness to sacrifice things for Rachel. Mm -hmm. And I think she actually, there's a bit of her, it's not necessarily that she thinks I still love him and we've got this history. I think she's kind of saying he might not marry this person if I'm there. Like I almost think she's sort of saying he's loved me. Like he's loved me for all of this time and I can't be there because I'm going to be a reminder that he loves me. Wow. Her. I've never thought of it like that before. But you know what? It's kind of true because obviously she is in his head on his own wedding day. Rachel is yeah. in Ross's head. So I think it's like a planting of that seed for us as the viewer, but, you, but it's quite right. it's quite hidden because... Mm. And that's why she doesn't explain it. She just goes, oh, it's Ross, it's Ross. But I think that I, I went back and actually wrote down the, all of the clips they show in, in order. And then I was like, they show the prom video as the last one. And what does the prom video tell you? He's, that's why she kisses him. Because it's not about the last six months when he's liked her or like Julie or whatever. It's been, it's always been you, Rach, right? It's, it's emblematic yeah. of that. And she, and they show that one last. And then she goes, I can't go to this wedding. And I think she means because deep down somewhere, it might not happen if I, if I go there. And I would have kind of sabotaged it just by being there sort of thing. 
And then right. of course she then realizes that's actually what she wants. She wants to sabotage it and that's why she goes. Fine. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think that's the, the feeling is that she can't she she doesn't want to go because she she says we was always on again, off again. I kind of always thought we'd be on again, yeah. again. So going to the wedding is too final for her. She doesn't wanna she doesn't wanna watch it. Yeah. Yeah. But and he is going ahead with this wedding and he has got a best man. Yes, he does. For this wedding. What did the people think of this one? It's quite highly ranked, this one. It's quite different to actually to, to how I felt about it. So it was 8.5 and 9th. So it's just in the top Ooh. 10 on IMDb. It's actually 19th for me. I don't like... Ooh. I don't hate it, but I don't find either storyline like that hilarious. I'd find it a little bit... It's a bit of a filler one for me, this. Oh, Where do yeah. you score it? So, like, I had positive memories about it. It's almost a bit like the boys are having a party and the girls are having a party, but there's not that many jokes. Like it's not actually super funny. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I was about 16th for me. Yeah. On this one. yeah. Yeah. And, and in a way, so I wonder if people like it so much. Oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good point. Maybe people like, you know, hen, um, stag do's and stuff, they're like bachelor parties. And, you do need, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with it being a little bit of a filler because you've got to go up from here to the final episode, haven't you? You've got to, you've got to have room to, yeah. <laughs> to manoeuvre to the next episode. Um, yeah. And there's only two storylines in it, which I think is a little bit weird. They, they, you could probably have taken a third storyline in this one because they're both pretty straightforward. They're two quite massive things, though, aren't they? Ross's wedding and Phoebe's pregnancy. So it, they kind of do deserve their own space. And maybe that's why people like it, because they're like, yeah, Ross's bachelor party and also Phoebe's pregnancy. They're both interesting things. But, yeah, they don't quite connect for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, do we believe that he would switch from Chalmers to Joey as well? <laughs> I think I always have a bit of a, bit of a struggle... Uh, suspending my belief on that one. I don't buy it out of context, but the way that little interchange works, I kind of do. Like Chandler paints himself into this corner without. I just love it where he's like, he goes, Joey goes, oh, I'm never going to be a best man, and Chandler's like, well, you can be best man when I get married. And then there's a little beat of a pause, and Joey thinks about it and goes, I'm never going to be a best man. Uh, and the fact that then Ross does the maths and he's like, well, hang on a minute, you're going to be mine twice. And he, so I think on any other day, no. But they get entangled in this. Poor Chandler is like, I'm not even getting married. <laughs> all this trouble. Uh, so, yes, I think in the heat of the moment, I see why he does it. But Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is quite funny when um, uh, Chandler is... Um, uh, this bit when Joey taps him on the shoulder, which is very, very funny. <laughs> very good physical comedy from Mr. LeBlanc. Yeah, he's so sort of determinedly angry isn't he he's like yeah, he's got a yeah. fast pace and he's the look that's on his it. face is very well, that's like you just did it exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i like how ross has already like they've just as grown-ups had the conversation like ross has already asked chandler to, chandler to be his best man and that's already done and then when joey finds out chandler's like awkward it's so awkward like <laughs> they've already decided that's pretty that is pretty awkward who's gonna be the best man oh uh, him yeah yeah that is totes orcs i like the little bit where joey goes over to the girls to borrow a big mix like a punch bowl type thing mm -hmm. 
And they're like, oh, why do you need it? And he goes, oh, we're having a party. It's Ross's, bachelor's par- Ross's bachelor party. And they go, why aren't we invited? And he goes, are you men? No. Are you strippers? No. Then you're not invited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like, well, you can't come to our party then. What is it? The baby shower? Baby shower? Oh, yeah, that really doesn't sound like something I want to do. But <laughs> <laughs> it backfires so badly, doesn't it? Yeah. What do you think about this... Um, uh, well, actually, we've kind of ended up the two storylines are interchanging here, aren't we? Should we chat about the bachelor party first or the baby shower first? Okay. Okay. Let's talk about the bachelor party. It looks like the world's worst bachelor party. It's of one of my favourite time. things. Parties on Friends are so lame. So what? You lovely. never know what time of day it is. It, it's like, it feels like it's the middle of the day because no one's drunk, but everyone's going home. So it must be like after kind of 11 o'clock at night I don't, I, who knows like time doesn't exist in friends parties it's bizarre i've actually written in my notes so lame do they use the word lame or have we both just use the word lame i wrote it i've written it in my notes as well it's so lame that ross just walks out at the end like <laughs> oh yeah thanks like he's literally like leaving the coffee shop he's actually leaving his own uh, bachelor party um what is the what is the best party you think if you could go to any of the friends' party they have, they're all lame. What's the best one and what's the worst one? Um, that's a brilliant question. I mean, I think pretty resoundingly, the worst one for everyone else would be the best one for me, which is Monica's party that she throws when there are two parties. Right. Um, you would like that one. Yeah. The best one. The organised fun. Yeah. Probably the best one is the one that the boys throw when Monica's having her one in the other apartment. Because that does genuinely look like fun, doesn't it? Like they're playing silly games and there's all sorts of stuff going on. That looks quite funny. Is that where the jello ends up on the dog? No, that's different. The jello, yeah, that's where Chandler knows his apartment's not there anymore because he drank it that's that one isn't it with joey's sister with the sister yeah 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 well why are they having a oh it's joey's birthday that's why his sisters are all there yeah it's joey's birthday yeah what what do you think is the worst and the best party i've kind of seen monica in a catwoman cat suit as the best oh the halloween with the um the bunny and the holiday armadillo that's it yeah no not holiday armadillo spudnik and i would say the worst would be the one with joshua Emily's leaving. <laughs> There's literally like seven people there. Except for it could also be the best because you might get to kiss Joey and Chandler. True. And so True. it actually that could be the worst because it's so lame with just one Bon Voyage banner, or it could be the best because you could have the absolute best time of your entire life. You know, what I've just thought is we've got the worst best man ever, and that would be the best worst man ever. No, the best worst party ever. Best worst party ever, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like those CDs of um, the best rock albums ever, yeah. the best worst party ever. So the other thing about Ross's party, apart from the fact, by the way, that Joey's T-shirts remind us that it was 1998. Oh my goodness me, that's a long time ago now. But anyway, did you notice that the room is decorated with balloons? Did you see what those balloons are? I didn't but i have read some trivia about this go on those balloons are blown up condoms yes they are <laughs> that is so funny isn't that funny isn't that such a joey thing to do <laughs> i'm surprised he's wasted them 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got any left? Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe the, when he goes to the stripper, he just takes it down. <laughs> <laughs> Classy. Talking of the stripper, we were saying how lame this party was. The, the line in this episode that just makes me think, oh, come on, I don't know how she even said it, is she goes to Joey, wow, you throw one hell of a party. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 It's uh, when um, she says, who says so, uh, so is the position of the bride? She's like, um, it's that Chandler saying, he's like, I'm not married. He's like, um, it's still open. And so is the position of the bride. And he says this to the stripper and she's just like, no thanks. Yeah. She is, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's like ranker.com for strippers, but I'm not sure she'd be. <laughs> Might want to ask for your money back. I don't know. Really? I think she's. What do you mean? Maybe she's a bit 90s. Maybe that's it. 90s. I mean, her outfit's like super 90s, yeah. And the whole thing is just so awkward. Like, this poor woman has to turn up at just a guy's random apartment. It was the so lighting. Dangerous. The lighting as well. It's <gasps> like afternoon lighting, and she's up to strip. Like, imagine, you know, you'd. I'm sure lighting is very important to strippers because I'm sure they've all yeah. got, you know, parts of their body they like to use in certain ways that look yeah. best in certain... She's there in this, like, really brightly lit apartment having to strip. What I do like about her, and I do love the bit where when they decide to try and confront her, they book mm-hmm. her to come to Chandler's office, which I think is a really funny little, um, little skit, that she... I like the way they subvert um assumptions about people who do certain occupations and in fact they did this a while ago right when ross and rachel are together and he goes to a bachelor party for a colleague at work and then he goes on a play date with the stripper because she's a mum with a kid you know that's just just a job and i like here that she goes what you i make so much more money than you lot doing this like i don't yeah steal some ring and i like that they go this is a choice this is a career choice for her she's perfectly happy she makes all sorts of amounts of money don't assume anything about her being any sort of dodgy type just because she does this for $1,600 a week she makes. That's a lot of money in 1998. For sure. A lot of money now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, she's doing pretty well in her stripper thing. Yeah, it just grims me out, this idea of a woman just turning up to some guy's apartment and taking her clothes off. Yeah. Does this still happen? Is this still a thing? I, I don't mean, know. I don't know if you could get them to come to your house. I mean, no, there are obviously still strippers in clubs and people strip now over tinternet don't they so you can pay people to do stuff on camera you sounded a hundred years old though people strip these days over <laughs> i think a lot of the money now is in you're actually very safe because you're in your own house yeah 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 um yeah the, the whole thing just totally grooms you i just get a safety of it to turn up some random guy's apartment in new york and that's your job to go in there and take your clothes off just sounds absolutely grim but joey um he uh has a good time as which it's my favorite joke of the episode because i didn't i didn't laugh loads at this uh, this episode but it was funny when um charlie goes you step in the stripper and joey just goes of course yeah <laughs> i tell you what i do like is the little callback to gunther central perk when oh yeah Chandler says gunther's my best man and gunther's like what's my last name uh, Central Perk, and then she comes yeah. into the office. Okay, which one of you guys is Gunther Central Perk? I think that's yeah, really funny. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and funny. reminds me yeah. of um, Carol 
lesbian a little less. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, she was a caramel lesbian. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> and you can see the dinosaur dudes at this party. They're standing in the background. And it's quite funny as well how Joey says, a couple of them had never even been to a party before. Or Ross <laughs> says, a couple of them had never even been to a party. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. To the dinosaur dudes, it's a tiny little thing. But when they're sitting on the couch in Central Perk and Ross says, oh, you know, it's just the dinosaur dudes, David Schwimmer looks directly in the camera. See? Yeah, which very, very rarely, of course, they never do because they never acknowledge that we're there watching at home. Yeah. But yeah, he acts, I think he accidentally, he looks right down the camera lens um, just after he says it. I'm surprised they didn't make them do it again. Yeah. How strange. I did notice this episode is directed by Peter Boners. Again, is it? B-O-N-E-R-Z. He's our favourite. I don't know how you say it except for Boners. It's probably like Benares or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Benet. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so he didn't direct him very well. He's looking right into the camera. And then it turns anyway, out that it wasn't the stripper that took the ring. It was the duck. Quite funny, quite funny. The duck yeah. ate, the, ate the ring. And the vet gets out. And he's like, oh, is this what have happened to you, Chandler? You weren't doing this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, I have both best men. I'm lucky to have you both. I like it when Ross sniffs the ring. <laughs> I don't know uh, why he does it, but it's brilliant. It's so funny. Uh, what do you think about the whole, um, they all have a little bit of a cry, don't they? And they're all very masculine about it. Like, what a big baby. Like, yeah. Acknowledging. That's maybe something we've moved on from a bit today perhaps that's a bit of a frame to the lens isn't it mm. it is but then in the same way if a man cries it does make me uncomfortable in a way that doesn't if a woman cries really oh hell yeah if a man cries i'm like oh my god oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. and if a woman cries i'm like oh yeah that's fine oh that's very gendered of you I know, it's terrible to admit, but it's a uh, reaction. <laughs> it's also uh, much more commonplace now to have more than one best man. Happens quite a lot now, doesn't it? Okay, best men, yeah. Yeah. People, 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 people do quite that. a big job, do the speech, organise their stag do, so maybe yeah, you do need a couple of people there to team, tag team it. Yeah. Okay, well, so... That has been established now. So the wedding is happening. Now, Phoebe isn't going to the wedding, which we learned in the invitation because she can't fly in her third trimester. And that was very true for Lisa Kudrow, actually being pregnant that she couldn't fly either to London in her third yes. trimester. So when I watched this episode uh, in my life, before I was ever pregnant, I was like, what? This is ridiculous. This is so over the top. And now I'm like, yeah, I totally get it. <laughs> so this, this was my exact question for you. So I have two questions for you. One. Is how, like how representative is that as someone who has actually been pregnant and had a baby? How representative is it? And two, to what extent do you think poor Lisa Kudrow was actually feeling this way while she was trying to work and do all this stuff? I mean, I bet she was struggling, right? Because I think those those friends on they're on set a long time. It's a lot of hours, and I'm sure she, you know if you're feeling sick as well. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, and she's very pregnant at this point, and it does get you do get seriously uncomfortable at the end. So I, I think I would agree that she's like, I'm uncomfortable on the basic kicking and all this stuff. I mean, it's obviously exaggerated, the mood swings, of course, for comedic effect. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think it is based in, well, my experience is based in some reality if you do react to things in ways that I now look back on and go, 
what was that about yeah. <laughs> hormones it feels it feels a bit unfair doesn't it it's just kind of like just labeling pregnancy like it's it's a bit of it makes me uncomfortable like a pregnant woman is just an irrational monster yeah uh, you know, it's just her hormones or how Rachel and Monica are kind of tiptoeing around her. Like, oh God, you know, I was so scared of Phoebe because she's completely irrational. So I don't like that thing, that, that side of it. Um, but it, yeah. so oh, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. It's all exaggerated, basically. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It is, it is really tough because it's a hard line to draw between. There's something in me that really appreciates the fact that they are, because hormones are powerful things, right? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've never been pregnant, so I haven't experienced what you've experienced at this end. But, but just have, being women versus being men, there are many more hormones going on in our body at any one time that's making us feel all different ways. So I like that that is acknowledged. But I, there is a point at which I get uncomfortable because it becomes caricature-ish, right? That women are just unreliable and too emotional and all of that stuff. But I don't actually know what the right line is to draw because both of those things are true yeah yeah so they draw it in a, in a in a fairly funny way maybe it's not like super funny if it had got some really good one-liners out there and been actually really funny then you'd probably get away with it a bit more but i haven't actually listed a lot of jokes here no I'd, one bit in this which i do think is funny but i think they were very brave to do it is so you have all this stuff where they're just skirting around Phoebe and then she comes into Central Perk and sits down and she's like oh, oh, yeah. i'm sorry i was a bit sort of you know snappy yesterday whatever everything's about me at the moment what's going on with you and Rachel says well we were just actually talking about whether I'm going to go to Ross's wedding or not and then what Phoebe says next I think a is pretty funny and b I think is super brave because we the audience have been uh, sort of trained if you like to yeah. think what Rachel is dealing with is a very significant thing and yeah. so Phoebe sort of speaks to us when she says, oh, this reminds me of the time when my, I think she says when my mum tried to kill herself or whatever. And they're like, oh, really? Why, why does it remind you of that? And she's like, well, it doesn't, except that that was a real problem. And this is... Uh, that was an actual <laughs> problem. And this is this not. It's just yeah. a bunch of, you know, high school crap that nobody really gives a, and doesn't finish the sentence. Yeah. And I just think it's so powerful because we've all been taken along on this journey, like sucked into the Ross Rachel dilemma. And then Phoebe just cuts right through it and goes, it means nothing. This is nothing. You know, there are people dying yeah. out there. This is, you know, the yeah, problems yeah, in the world. Yeah. I just think it's great. It's really very like cutting, it. isn't it? I have made a note of it. I'm like, whoa, that comes out of nowhere. Um, yeah. But it is a powerful thing to emphasise Phoebe's powerful mood she's in. Um, yeah. And then Rachel kind of cries. It does make Rachel seem very, <laughs> it is a teenage angst that no one should care about, which is, as you say, very brave because the whole next two episodes and the whole episode before about the invitation has been massively about Rachel caring or Ross getting married so well, the last yeah. two years have been about whether Ross and Rachel are going to get yeah, together or true. not haven't they yeah, yeah and there will be a plane journey six years from now that will care about it as well <laughs> well yes indeed um I do think it's interesting what this raises about Phoebe's pregnancy we talked about this a bit with the epidemic I, I really like that Monica and Rachel are perplexed by this. They're like, no, yeah. we would normally know what to do in this situation, but how yeah. on earth do we deal with it? What do you think of their idea, which is to sort of shower Phoebe with things that she will be able to do again when the pregnancy is over, but actually she's back to being her free self because she doesn't have the children. To I think it's a really good idea. Yeah, me too. But it, yeah. 
I think it's a really good idea. So that's what I mean. You know, it's all exaggerated and that Phoebe just completely utterly kicks off about it. But it's a great idea that she can wear those leather pants and uh, drink tequila in two months' time because most of the time, I certainly was not doing that two months later, you are not sleeping, you are <laughs> up all yeah. night, you are, yeah, can't drink, you know, you can't do any of those things. So, um, yeah, I think it's a really nice idea and I don't know why she goes so nuts. I like the line. But I don't get to do the mom thing. I'm going to be sitting around in my leather pants drinking tequila. And Monica goes, some moms do that. <laughs> oh, <I don't> <laughs> uh, my favourite joke is in this storyline. Okay, yeah. And it, I don't know why, but I, it was just the thing that I found funniest when I watched it again. When Phoebe is having some contractions and it's like a ghost labour, or I can't remember what the name of it is that she uses. And Monica says, Rachel, get the book. And then, Rachel gets the Bible. Ah, <laughs> Monica's like, the Bible? Um, I don't know why they have a Bible out on the side at all times. They've never referred to themselves being religious in any way whatsoever. But for the purpose the Jewish of Monica, house. Oh, yeah, why would Monica have a Bible? I didn't even think. She would have oh, yeah. a Torah. Uh, yeah, and Rachel's supposed to be Jewish, Jewish as well, isn't she? Is she? She's a little Jewish princess. They refer to her at one point. Is she? Don't know. Is Green a Jewish name? I don't know. Not sure. We'll have to look that up. Why, why but, on earth would they have a Bible just to help on the side? And it's also a bit sort of friends to a lens, like get the book. It's also like Google it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I thought your favourite joke was going to be where she's like, I'm going to have to have this baby here. And um, Monica's like, you can't. I haven't sterilised the apartment since the guy's moved <laughs> That is funny. That is funny. Oh. Who was your favourite friend in this one? I found it quite hard to choose somebody. Joey was my favourite friend because he really does try. Oh, does come try. on! And he, and he makes the party and he like, okay, he loses the ring. But I didn't really feel the stress for him when, you know, Ross is like, yeah, my grandma bought that ring back, you know, through... Uh, that and the clothes on her back to... were all she had, yeah. Exactly. I really felt bad. I felt the stress from them. Like, oh, dear. So Joey is mine. So and that's you? funny because mine was Chandler because... I think it's funny how he revels in what's happening to Joey. Uh, like even right. in that little bit where he's going, so it's irreplaceable, you might say. Uh, like he works always, and he's sort of really, um, I, I think Ross says something at one point and then Joey goes, uh, I think it all started when you said, Joey, why don't you be my best man? Like he's just yes. sort of not at all going to give Joey an inch. He's just really, really reveling in it. He did, Chandler also gives a line, which I don't know if it's iconic, but repeatable. Oh, hi, I'm Ross. I'm too good for the hut. I'm too good for the hut. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing. Some yeah. people would say that a lot. Yeah. yeah, that is. Um, yeah, so, okay. So we've got Joey and Chandler, and my favourite joke was the one about, you slept with the stripper? Of course. <laughs> That's just reminded me of when, um, the one where everybody finds out, and Monica's in their bathroom, while Chandler's meant to be seducing Phoebe. And he nips back in there for some advice and he goes, did you clean up in here? And she goes, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there we are. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that episode. It's got, we have actually talked about quite a few things we found funny. Um, and it is a little bit of a, you know, middle of the road before mm. we venture to a, a real peak ending. 
it had to be about some wedding prep, didn't it? Because the wedding is coming. Yeah. They didn't mention too much about London in this one and how they're all going. Uh, but the invitation did that. Um, but that is next. The road to London. We've been talking about the road to the Crystal Duck. And now here we are talking about the road to... We talked about the road to Crystal Duck, road to Lobster, I think. And now road to London. And here we are. Where's the road to well, Literally, next? there was a road to London at the end of my... Uh, my uh, <laughs> if I walk out my door, there is a road to London. What's the next big milestone then? What's the road... Road to Vegas. I yeah, maybe. Vegas. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Or the road to. They know we know that you know that they know that I know that they know yeah, they don't know that we know. So this is so super interesting, isn't it? Because road to the sandwich. We're gonna kind of <laughs> we're gonna kind of close in a way. We're gonna close the Rachel and Ross chapter here. Um, even though he doesn't end up, you know, staying with Emily, it kind of closes that chapter for a bit, doesn't it? And the wonderful. Mondler chapter is about to oh, begin, which uh, Mondler yeah, is coming. Whole yeah, yeah, yeah. Exciting adventure. Good. So yeah. the next one, then we're going to do both of the two episodes around London, aren't there? There's the um, one with Ross's wedding, part one and part two. We're going to do both of those together. It probably will be a little bit longer because there's a lot to talk about, and it's the end of the season, and it's two episodes. Um, we really wanted to be able to do that in person, but here in the UK. We are technically coming out of lockdown in a few days' time, but where I live, um, we're going to be in the highest tier of restrictions. So I'm not allowed to leave where I live and go and visit Zoe and record London. We were going to do it in London, the one. Yeah. All the trips to London in London, we can't do that, but we'll do it over Zoom. Join us, won't you? <laughs> um, you can join us on Twitter and Friends from A to Z on Facebook and Friends from A to Z. Uh, you can subscribe. You can hit the old rate and review uh, and the stars. All that would be very lovely. And we shall see you in London virtually. Would I be your best man if you were getting married and I was a man? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna take that as a no. You could be the stripper. How about that? <laughs> That's our podcast. Thanks for listening to the end. Friends from A to Z, we hope that you come back again. You've got a confession, and you share our obsession too. We'll be there.